is the Under Centre Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Marr, and I'm joined today by two of the latest contestants to join the Love Island Villa, Jake Woolhead and Fionn Malloy. Now, lads, I know absolutely nothing about Love Island, so I'm guessing you go into the villa to win the villa? I'll tell you exactly how it works, and I've watched exactly three minutes of a Love Island episode this season. You go into it, you have a shredded body like myself, and then you okay. shout, I got a text! And then that's it. I don't know. You win somehow after that. Oh, so you text to win the house, is it? Uh, it's pay to win, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jake's getting married later on this year, so he better start swimming away from the island pretty pronto. We're, we're cutting this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. This is for the... Uh, he's he's competing to win the honeymoon villa. That's so uh, when he wins the villa, that's where the honeymoon will be. You know, If I scare off the other islanders, then I get the villa. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, that's why you should have brought me because I obviously, you know, I have the most shredded body of everyone. So I would have intimidated everyone with such shred. That as uh, that's what the guys call it, isn't it? Such shred will get everyone shred. running away from it. Yeah. Um, so well, that the- I can then give you the villa on the basis, of course, that I get it for uh, two months out of the year in the summer. Well, the Perrys have the right brain cell count anyway to be on the show. I'll give you that much. Single digits. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, we are back after a week off. We've recharged our batteries. Uh, After we finished our, I could say, marathon, you could say, of our off-season series, looking at all 32 teams uh, and their off-season needs, featuring some fantastic guests. Uh, It would take so so long to mention each guest individually but thank you so much to everyone over the period that has agreed to come on to the show and to be part of our off-season program we've made a lot of great uh, friends in that time too that we will definitely be having on again in the future and also a bit of news since we've been off we had our goal of a thousand followers by the start of the season we smashed that goal because it's not even the start of training camp yet. And we've already broken a thousand followers on YouTube. So if are not YouTube, sorry, Twitter, Twitter, I should say YouTube is next, but Twitter, we've broken a thousand followers. So for anyone that has tweeted at us, followed us, retweeted, liked any of our tweets or who's watching the show right now, thank you all so much for all the interaction so far. And we look forward to many, many great more in the future too but let's actually before we get into the main body of the show this week which if you were uh keeping an eye on our social pages you would know that we're talking about our all hype squad we are actually going to do a little bit of news because it has been a little quiet the last few weeks but just this last few days this news has been coming out of nowhere some interesting some you know pretty you could say heart-wrenching for um, fans of that team. But we're going to start with Aaron Rodgers, who has been the story of this offseason. It's been the story of every offseason now, to be fair, the last couple of years. But Adam Schefter reported just on Tuesday that Aaron Rodgers was offered a two-year extension to his contract in Green Bay to become the highest-paid player in the league. Now, think think about that the highest paid player in the league for a 36-year-old and the current highest paid player is paid half a billion for his 10-year contract. So he would have been paid more than that and he still turned it down. 
So it just shows, guys, and I'll start with you, Jake, on this one. That it seems it it's obvious it's more than money. It, this is it, this is something that runs a lot deeper for for Rogers, and I don't think any sum of money is going to fix that. Yeah, I think uh, at this point the Packers have burned the bridge with Rogers now, and he definitely wants out. I do just have to point out though that that apparently that the contract was was uh, given or offered, I think back in April, um, and it was. Uh, non-guaranteed to make them so it's a bit like the saints adding the fifth year with a, a shit ton of money on the, the the back end but it was all voidable apparently it was all non-guaranteed stuff so i mean i can't blame him for not taking a non-guaranteed deal that added two voidable years at the end of his contract but i certainly think he doesn't want to play there anymore i do have my doubts i, I think he will have to play it he's not going to sit out he's a competitive guy i don't think he's going to sit out this year anyway you know what? I don't. I don't know if if it's just me, but I don't think this is particularly big news. I think everyone kind of knew it wasn't about the money. It's not like he's significantly underpaid at the moment. He might not be the top man on the list of wages rolling in, but he, he's certainly not the bottom man either. So I don't think it was ever a question for me about was it about the money. I don't have Jake's pessimism though. I still think they can work this out because otherwise. Rogers would have had it plastered all over the media that like trade me and just straight out told Green Bay, told everybody, listen, like I I want out of here. At the moment, that's still hearsay, that's still speculation. Nothing official has come out about a trade request or anything. This, I think, is a little bit of a spin from Green Bay just to say, look, it isn't money. Like it's not like we don't want to pay them. But I think everyone already knew that. There's something going on in the background, whether it's a change of maybe GM. Uh, we've had a change of head coach, so I doubt it's that. But I suspect he wants a little bit more control, a little bit more of that GM role that I don't really like the quarterbacks having, even if it is Aaron Rodgers. But uh, yeah, that's what I suspect. I think this is just just a small little bit of a spin that the Packers have started to put just to keep the news cycle going on this. Well, you say that there's been no public, uh, public statement from, from Rodgers uh, saying trade me, but the way these things work nowadays that... He's done everything but say those words, trade me. You know, he's his camp has obviously leaked stuff to the likes of Schefter, Rappaport, Pelissero, you know, that have obviously reported things over this off season. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had watched it, but he was obviously taking part in the match with Brady and um, the, the, the guys, uh, was it Mickelson and Chambo? So, and they were asking him questions during that too, and he would not answer a thing. You would feel that if he was going to come back, he would say, look, yeah, look, I'm going to play. But any question is he's dodged. He's not going to answer anything. Um, you know, the guys that he would trust, like his friends, you know, the guys, uh, I think uh, what's he works with um, Pat McAfee on his show. Uh, yeah, AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk is like obviously friends with Rogers and stuff like that. And, you know, if he was staying, those guys would come in and say, yeah, he's staying. He's not going anywhere. But like, I think, I think that this is going to, to end up with him leaving personally. And I think that the best way to do it for all parties involved is to rework his contract to that. A lot of teams have done this off season to make a lot of that money guaranteed. So the cap hit isn't as extreme uh, for green Bay. If they do trade him in, the, in terms of dead cap money. Um, so then they can move him on, get a few picks back. You know, you obviously drafted Jordan Love for a reason. So now he has his chance and then you get maybe you might get some starters in return for him, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. But I think maybe the time has come that 
I think this could actually be the year that Rogers leaves Green Bay. I'd like to say that's true. I would absolutely like to believe that. But, like, no, he's not getting traded. They're not going to trade him. He doesn't want to play, but it's either retire or play. I mean, he's he's not the type of guy that I think will sit out a year. He has the money. He doesn't care about the money, as we said, but... He certainly cares about playing, and I don't think he's going to sit out the year. But but the thing is that I don't think fans would take him sitting out for a year. And the thing is that Green Bay are this are this team that are fan controlled as well. They're the only team in the NFL that are. So if the fans aren't happy that he's sitting out, the fans will obviously will maybe vote in favor of trading him. And if GM, I think wasn't Gooden Coons is his name, um, if he. If he refuses to do, well, then I think they may just say, "Well, look, listen, we'll we'll go over your head," and maybe they may, and and that's how he'll they get his way out. I don't I know, know possibly. Know a, no, no. As far as I know, it's... there's a controlling, there's a controlling board of yeah, directors. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it's maybe a like nominal board, fan. Yeah. So I suspect in that way. Also, bear in mind, lads, we haven't heard the same amount of noise. I know that you were saying there has been some rumblings and leaks from his camp, but it's not like the Brady situation where kind of everyone knew was like, okay, he's just going to play this season. And he has demanded like, like, get rid of me at the end of this season. I'm not playing for you guys anymore. So that's what but gives it a little hint. And also... I was just going to say, I'm sorry, just intro. Brady was at the end of his contract though. Rogers is still in the middle true. of his. That's true. And I think that puts Rodgers in a little bit more of a trickier situation. And I think if it gets to it, like you mentioned earlier, Green Bay will say, okay, retire then. Like, it's play for us or retire. I don't know if they'd want to trade him because obviously that retired contract stays valid for a long time. They hold that right. So I'm not sure what the full termination is. If he retires now... And then once they play back in the NFL, it just kickstarts from today. It kickstarts. Like, so they're going to hold left. that. Yeah. If he has they're three years left and he wants to start at back at 42, he has to be on the Packers till he's 45. And, so. and look, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that we haven't had more uh, vocal uh, disagreements with people suggesting he'll be traded like in the match because Aaron Rodgers has had this problem, not problem, but this uh rising tide of people saying he's difficult to work with and that stuff. And he never comes out and addresses that. His big thing is, I just don't address it. And given that this situation isn't resolved, everyone knows it's not resolved. I think he's just not addressing it. I don't think he's dodging questions. He's just doing his line that he always has done and says, I'm just not going to talk to you about it. So you're going to have to make as many guesses as you want, like we're doing now. And you're all just going to have to wait and see. Well, that's it. I think we have uh, three possible scenarios, and I think we've all gone with one of them. Now, I think he's being traded. I think, uh, Fionn, you think he's going to play, and Jake, you think he's going to retire. I think, he's gonna stay. I, think... Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. Darren, yeah, are you willing play. to put your money where your mouth is then? If you I'll do it. Before the season. Is this another pitcher? Jake's going to do a pitcher bet. I'll do a pitcher bet, but see, the problem is I'll be able to drink my pitcher inside. You won't. <laughs> I don't care where I could drink it. It's all the same where I drink it. I'll drink it in the toilet if I have to. So the bet then is Rodgers get traded before the season starts. Before the season starts. Now that's a tough yeah, one. I can't give you a before the trade deadline. Before give me trade deadline. deadline. Give me okay. trade deadline. I'll give you a trade deadline. So this season, this valid season, current, ongoing. Damn you, Fionn, with all your technicalities. But okay, this, this trade deadline, I'll make a bet with you then that uh, Rodgers gets traded. Uh, when's the trade deadline? Is it October? November? Uh, week eight. 
it's October-ish, end of October. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Interesting. Well, so Mark, we're already happy. looking forward to this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see you hand over that bank card to pay for that picture. It's going to be great. Uh, so, but let's move on uh, to the next piece of news. And it's actually kind of very unfortunate news because uh, LA Rams running back Cam Akers is going to miss the entire 2021 season after tearing his Achilles while training uh, this week. Awful news for, for Akers who had a great end to last season and was really good in the uh, playoffs and was primed for a breakout year this year being the um, number one running back in LA awful awful injury um especially for a running back to have their achilles uh torn as well because that that's that stuff that's going to stay with you now um it's going to affect you for your whole career but fion starting with you um really really tough uh injury and especially in a position that the rams don't really have a lot of depth in yeah it's tough for him it's tough for the Rams. It's tough for the fans. I mean, nobody likes to see somebody get injured, especially such a talented player. Uh, no matter who they are, it's tough. But when it's one of the top guys on the team, it really makes it disappointing for the fans. Uh, we don't feel that disappointed, though. If anyone's following us, we have been involved in a, uh, a fantasy league with a lot of other podcasts at the moment. Probably the longest draft process I've ever been involved in. It's definitely longer than the actual NFL draft. Uh, we debated for a long time whether we were going to take Cam Akers. We yeah. didn't. Uh, thank God for that. But I suspect, as with every season, he will not be the last man to go down. I suspect we'll we'll have to play the 2021 season with a, a few stars missing, as we have many seasons before. Yeah, it's an unfortunate time. I mean, with how he performed in the second half of last season, I think we were all excited to see how he ran this upcoming season. It's like it's a huge blow to the Rams, who just acquired Matt Stafford. Uh, excited to get a full offense going out, uh, but in true Matt Stafford fashion, he can't have a functioning running back sitting behind him, so he must rely on his arm to throw the ball. Um, I'm definitely devastated for Kama Akers. He's so so much potential, but uh, it's it's a crushing like just this early in the off season as well. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like camps haven't even begun yet. Like or are beginning. Given. Given how early it is, though, do you see them making moves to bring another stored you running know, back? Do you know who's a free agent currently? I, 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 <laughs> oh, God. I know you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. But you know who, the, they, who they can yeah. trade? The, um, what's his name? Melvin Gordon off the Broncos? Yeah. They're, they're, I, I saw the name James Robinson floated around as well. Uh, that would be a good one as well, actually, yeah. Um, it, it all depends. Now, they have, um, uh, I think it's Daryl Henderson is the, the backup running back now for yeah. uh, LA, and they do like him too. So, And they have two um, rookies there now as well. So maybe some experience. Hell, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, they're free agents. You know, like if anyone can get a decent running season out of Frank Gore, um, it would definitely be Sean McVay and his style of offense. And yeah. obviously, Adrian Peterson, after spending the last couple of years in Detroit with Matt Stafford, they do have a, an understanding there too as well. So tough for, for, for Stafford because Cam Akers is going to be that RB1 that everyone was saying with the functional running game, we'll see the best out of Matt Stafford. So 
You know, hopefully now the excuses don't start rolling in of, oh, mm. this is why Matt Stafford is not going to do well in LA because Cam Akers wasn't there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see in, in the future um, with that. But let's move on to the main part of the show. Like we said, we talked about, we're going to give our all hype teams for uh, our offense, I should say, our all hype offenses for uh, the last two years. Because you always see who makes Pro Bowls, who makes uh, who makes an all pro team. What about people who are all hype and no substance? Or maybe who are all who were all hype leading into the league or before they got a big contract, and they just maybe you don't feel like they've lived up to all that hype, um, and you feel that there's some improvement. Uh, so we're going. We've each picked a team. So we've got a an offensive lineman, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. We're going to show you each of our teams uh, for our video video listeners. Um, audio side, we'll obviously explain the teams too, so you're not missing out as well but i'm actually going to start with fion i'm going to start with your team now on this one so here is your team explain it to us so for a quarterback it's the most important position under center for me there was only one obvious choice it is of course josh rosen the number one pick who has managed how many touchdowns since he was drafted in 2018 12 12 touchdowns for the number one pick quarterback coming out of college. He is now the third string quarterback in San Francisco behind their current first round draft pick from this year. So I had to, it had to be Josh Rosen for me. He, you could argue, I guess, in the, in the Cardinals at the time that he went in, there was a lot of dysfunction. He didn't get a good run in it. Uh, he also went into a Miami team that isn't particularly good, still improving. Uh, didn't get a good run at that. But at the end of the day, your number one draft pick, you should be the best of the best, and he has let them down significantly. Running back. Anyone who knows me, probably a pretty obvious decision. It is, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. The man got paid, the man got fat, and the man has not run since. He had a terrible year last year. Couldn't even break a 1,000 yards. And, of course, famously on this show, Dara mentioned that Cam Newton scored more rushing touchdowns than he did on the season. Offensive line is a tricky one. I've said on this show many times, line is not my strong suit. It's a dark art. I've gone for Andrew Thomas. Two reasons for that. Well, three reasons for that. Number one, he's a giant, so he must be a flop straight away. Number two, the Giants were recently voted the worst offensive line in football last for last season. So that means everyone on them is a flop. And number 31st. (laughs) I think it was 32nd. But and the third point is he was a number one draft pick. That's too much draft capital for you to be involved in the worst offensive line in the league. Pretty much the worst. And by the way, he was also ranked 82 of 89 players in his position at pass blocking which is not a great statistic for a first-rounder offensive lineman. Uh, Wide receiver, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. He got drafted in the same draft class as D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. He has caught 14 footballs in two years in the league. That is atrocious. He has not been, by the way, some bit part player. He's a regular player for the Eagles. They drafted him in the second round. Again, I think that's just way too much capital for what you got. 
And finally, ahead of DK Metcalf as well. Ahead of DK Metcalf and yeah. ahead of McLaurin. The output yeah. of those two guys just put them over the edge, I think. Finally, maybe the, the weirdest one on it for me, I went for Jimmy Graham at tight end. He has had amazing years with the Saints, fully deserved. He's moved around a little bit, never really performed. Last season, he had 50 catches, which is a pretty good amount for a tight end. And he couldn't top Logan Thomas's yards. He couldn't top Rob Gronkowski's yards, who was injured for half the season. So for me, that's just way too much hype uh, based on what you actually got production-wise on the field. Now, in fairness to him, he's getting a little bit old. He's been a little bit long in the tooth. But yeah, that's what I went for. Josh Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, Andrew Thomas, Jimmy Graham, and JJ Ortega-Whiteside. Well, you mean Josh Rosen, not Josh Allen, because clearly... Josh Rosen, yes, sorry. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh Allen, I think, has exceeded the hype a little bit. Yeah, at this yes, stage. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will... I'll start first there, I think. Okay, um, go ahead. I'll, I'll just go in the order you went with uh, Fionn, because I feel like that's probably the best way. Okay, Josh Rosen. Fair enough. You can't argue this man did not live up to the hype about him. But that was around his draft time. Like, halfway through his first season, we knew what he was. And then I would argue that last season, there was just no hype about this man. Like, he was, he lived the entire season on the backup bench, uh, holding a clipboard. Uh, you know, he's Josh Rosen, but he seems like he's a cool dude. I don't know. He, he might be destined for the XFL or he might come to the NFL or the, the American Football Europe. So we might see him this side of the world. Jake, I think he's technically, no, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's fully true. I'll have to go back and do my research, but I think he's technically a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I guess he would be a tech. He was on the Tampa Bay no. roster. And no, I think he, he was, was on the practice squad. I think squad. he was only ever practice squad. I'm not sure. If oh, he was never. He was never early. elevated to the full squad. To, yeah, I think it's up to yeah. the team who they give Super Bowl rings to. So maybe he does have a Super Bowl ring. We will, we will yeah. have to Google it. Maybe we'll get that's going to be that's going to be a Sam Darnold, a Sam Darnold esque Super Bowl ring, as Daryl would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then we'll move on to. Uh, I don't know. You went on to Ezekiel Elliott next. I did though, anyway. Um, yeah, I can't dis- disagree with this one. Uh, the man looks like an Ewok. Um, he runs like one too. Um, I'm just not a fan of him. I think he has got the worst attitude of any running back I've seen in a long time. And uh, well, he's a cowboy. So what more could you say about this man? Like, it's just, that's probably the worst organization to be a part of. I think the three of us could at least somewhat agree on that one. Um, now. We'll come to the saltiest one of them all is uh, Andrew Thomas, which obviously I'm still feeling quite heated about, as you can feel by me leaning into it there. Uh, Andrew Thomas came into the season drafted, bum ankle, played horrendously for the first six games, eight games, whatever it was, could be 10. Um, But I do have to remind you, we did have some turmoil with some offensive line coaches. Uh, nearly throwing a dig at uh, Joe Judge. There was a whole whole thing. I don't know if you know about that. And then we got a new offensive line coach come in and Joe Judge was on the whole coaching up and he started playing quite well. Now, average to above average, but for a Giants offensive lineman, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, I can't really mention too much about JJ or Sega Whiteside. That Eagles organization is just a dump truck to me. And that whole team uh, was was just awful 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 i think he has some injuries as well so i'll give him a little pass on that one um and then jimmy graham i don't know yeah he is old i don't know what else to say about this man he's traveled a bit too much for my liking and he doesn't seem to do too much wherever he goes since uh since he was on was it the seahawks he played quite well in i yeah. don't know yeah he was on the seahawks for a bit they traded for him 
incredibly <laughs> enough. They gave up a Pro Bowl caliber O-lineman for Jimmy Graham, the Seahawks did. When the Seahawks had no o- decent O-lineman, they gave up their best one for Jimmy Graham. That's hype. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, if Jake, if, if you're finished, I, I, I will um, give my response to Fionn First thing I have to mention that I've noticed in this is the clear <laughs> bias from the NFC East other teams <laughs> that you support because you have a cowboy, a giant and an eagle on that side. Hey, look, I will admit I had Josh Doxon in that wide receiver. He was a, a quintessential flop. But uh, when I saw J.J. Arcega's reception total for two seasons of American football at the NFL level, I said, OK, this man has to be a flop. By the way, not only I know he went to a terrible team, but this man was like ranked by everybody ahead of Metcalf and McLaren. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just in league hype. This was hype before he was drafted and he could not live up to it. Yeah. Uh, well, with Josh Rosen now. The only thing I think of when I see Josh Rosen is that famous quote when he was standing on the stage after being drafted. I think he was drafted ninth overall um, by the Cardinals. And he was saying, Josh, you're ni- you're drafted ninth overall. How do you feel? And his response was, and this is going to live in history for all time, eight teams just made the biggest mistake <laughs> of their life. No, Josh, only one team did. And that was the Arizona Cardinals. Then another team did in the Dolphins by actually trading for you, actually giving <laughs> draft capital for you. You know, Tampa Bay could gave you Tom Brady and you couldn't get anything out of them. And now you are on the 49ers for some strange reason because um, if you're on the four, if you're a, a sitting quarterback on the 49ers, there's a good chance you're going to play because with Jimmy Garoppolo, he gets injured at least two or three times a year. So, like Mike the top to- built like a tank, though. Uh, they have Trey Lance, didn't they? Trey Lance. Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Sorry, yeah, yeah Trey Lance. man, he's also built like a tank. So, but I- like, if you have the situation where Trey Lance is coming in and he's showing those sort of rookie mistakes that you normally see, and then you have to look at your bench saying, "Who can I? Who can I bring on to maybe you know give this guy a break? He's getting hammered." Oh my God, it's Josh Rosen. Like, Josh are you Rosen for real? Finesse, finesse and a comeback. No one saw come. We're all like. Yeah. Stringer, why would you sign off for that, Josh Rose? Uh, there by week twelve. What's going to happen is they're going to put you. They're going to be like, okay, we have to stay a tray soon, but we're not just going to throw him in. And if he does bad, he's going to look bad. We'll we'll start Josh Rosen. Rosen no to look what, shit. Yeah, so that... yeah. It's like following <laughs> a shit act, so it'll be all good. Oh god, I can only imagine if Josh Rosen gets even one snap in oh, the yeah. regular season, things would go crazy over there in the 49ers because you had like even like i would even keep kept sorry nick mullins like i think he's still a more serviceable quarterback than josh rosen hell i would have even got nate sudfeld you know he would have probably been more serviceable (laughs) he's definitely a super bowl winner what if josh what if josh starts a game over trey and actually he's just deadly like he just is the number that's one that's what I'm saying he just finessed the comeback he's been learning so much <laughs> off Tom Brady last season you know Jake you have me interested I wonder what the odds is on that <laughs> I wonder I wonder <laughs> even just to throw one to throw one ball next season for the 49ers I'd say you could make a pretty penny off that but look listen this is not the Josh Rosen bashing 
part of the show. Let's have a look at the rest of the team. Like Andrew Thomas, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about with his time with the Giants. Obviously, you guys are playing more attention to the NFC East than I would. So um one is for having him in the side, one is against. So, you know, I'll just leave that to, to one side and let you continue to, to fight about it. Ezekiel Elliott, like, yeah, I can't agree with you guys more. Since he got that contract. All he all he's done is getting a tattoo on his stomach so he can show it off. That's the only thing because he's not rushing the football and he's not running with the football because I haven't seen that in a couple of years. Interestingly enough, though, um, I, I, I'm back uh, rewatching the old uh, seasons of all all or nothing on Amazon, um, and I just finished the Arizona Cardinal season and I've moved on now to I've skipped the LA Rams season because that was just a, a dumpster fire of a season. But I'm on the the Cowboys, and it's with Ezekiel Elliott, and man, his attitude stinks. It's so bad. I just can't believe it's that bad. I just, you always hear rumors, but it's just so bad. So I would, I'd be infuriated having him on my team. JJ Ortega Whiteside, I said it already. This guy was drafted ahead of DK Metcalf, and Fionn, you lifted his stats clear, clearly. His, his um, stats, deserves... Dara, his literal stats. Yes. Yeah, he's the, the all. Well, he he, he, he has caught one touchdown and a two point conversion, I believe. I think he would be in the running for the all pro of the all hype team. I was gonna, you say. know, I, I think I I think man, that's that's just such poor Jimmy Graham again. Like he's he's kind of he, like you're saying he's old to the stage. He he's always been one of those like or tight ends that have been like if you're in the red zone, he's a target in the red zone. That's it because he. Go ahead. I, I went with him because I've like tight end, it's hard to overhype because they're chronically yeah. underhyped in general. So yeah. for me, it was the fact that, like, if your team, if you were struggling at a tight end and your team signed Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, are you saying, oh, that might, that might be a good pickup? Yes, you are until you see him on the pitch and he gets <laughs> terrible numbers and you're like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Well, the thing is, that's it. All he can do is run a fade route or an out route. That's all he can do in the red zone. If you get him to try and catch balls in the open field, it's never going to happen. And he's never going to run the run those routes anyway. So, um, and that's what the Bears tried to get him to do. And for a time, that's what the Seahawks got to get him to do. So, you know, shame on you guys for doing that and thinking he could actually do it. So that's why <laughs> I sort of would half agree with putting him in that side, but mostly because teams did not know how to use him properly. And like you're saying, tight end is so difficult to pick a position where someone has has been hyped up so much and has failed to deliver but let's uh let's move on let's um move on to the next team and hell we'll move on to my team we talk, how about that jake are you okay waiting a little longer i can wait i can wait you can wait a little longer yeah we'll leave the best till last anyway or the worst till he last loves, i don't know he loves, pulling which people down. Down. <laughs> he loves pulling people down he's a negative person so this is his favorite part but uh this is uh this is my all hype offense so let's have a look, see here now. So let's start with the quarterback and probably a name that I'm going to get a bit of flack for, um, Kyler Murray. Um, now, like Young's quote-unquote bias in his one for his, I think maybe I have a little bit of NFC West bias on this one, mostly because I think that it's, um, it's because it's media-driven. The media has hyped up this guy to no end, but in his two seasons in the NFL, his record has been five and ten and eight and eight. He's not he's not had a winning season in with the Cardinals yet. He has a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. 
Um, in the last, in the first seven games last of last season, he was only sacked nine times, so one sack a game. For the last nine games, he was sacked eighteen times. So that for me, I believe that teams are sort of figuring out his style of playing, um, and that you know they can catch him. He's not as fast as he was, and I still think the height is going to be an issue in the long run um, for him because. You know, Russell Wilson has a problem seeing over the offensive line sometimes, and Kyler Murray's actually shorter than him. So um, I think this follow this, like, I'm not saying that he is definitely all hype and he's trash and he's never going to amount to anything. Like, I can still be proven wrong. I'd like to be proven wrong. Um, no, but wouldn't. I just, <laughs> I would like to be proven wrong to an extent so that he's good enough to finish second in the division. <laughs> um, but. Uh, we'll have to see over the next coming years because it's going. To, we're going to see, is it him that is going to be the problem or is it the scheme taught up by the coach? Because I think if it's a, not a winning season next year, we're going to see Cliff Kingsbury gone from Arizona anyway. So we'll see. And then it all depends, like whoever they get in a coach, uh, to coach the team after that, because it could be Baron Kingsbury, it could be worse. We don't know. Uh, running back, Le'Veon Bell. This is just a clear all hype player. He took that year out between 20, uh, 27, in 2018, he took the year out, comes back, signs the massive contract with the Jets. And in two years, he didn't even have a, a season where he was over a thousand yards. Um, four touchdowns in a season was his highest return rate um, in the last couple of years. Now, you can give the excuse, I was with the Jets. It's a bad organization. What am I meant to do? He leaves the Jets. He gets he gets released by the Jets. And then the, the Chiefs pick him up. Andy Reid, the offensive guru in Andy Reid, with a, such a stacked team, which you have uh, Pat Mahomes in front of you there as well, a quality offensive line in front of you. And he still does nothing. He still can't beat out Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be or be one. And then he gets cut. And then he goes after Andy Reid and says that was Andy Reid's fault that he didn't succeed in Kansas City. I'm sorry. You've got to face the facts now, Le'Veon. I'm sorry. Your prime years are done. Um, and the fact that you think that you can still be RB1 in, a, in an NFL side, I think, is crazy. Now, I'm not a little short of time, so I'm going to go quicker with these uh, other ones because those were the two main ones. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Brown. 15 touchdowns in his two seasons in the NFL, and he hasn't broken 800 yards in a season. You know, uh, I guess, like, if he was on a team with a better passing quarterback, he could be doing better. But until that happens, he's always going to be an all-hype because people are going to look at those stats all the time. When he actually can get the ball, he can be electric, and he can run really good routes. Like, 15 touchdowns in two years isn't a a bad number, but the fact that he's in an offense that he will not be able to ex excel in properly, I think is going to be a problem in the long run for him. And I think maybe a move will probably be best for him in the future. Uh, tight end, Tyler Croft. Again, it was difficult to find a tight end. The reason why I went with, with Tyler Croft is this. He left the Bengals in 2018. Uh, he joined the Bills for a three-year 18.75 million dollar contract for a tight end getting paid like over six million dollars a year in he was cut after two years now you were talking about jj ortega whiteside stats here's his stats in two years with the bills in two years he had a combined 190 yards for eight 18 receptions and 
four touchdowns in two years for on that contract. This guy was definitely all hype and he was a total bust with the Bills. Now, he signed a, a contract with with the uh, the Jets and maybe he can revive his career. Fingers crossed he can, but he was definitely a bust in, in Buffalo. And then my old lineman uh, is Connor McGovern, the center for the New York Jets. He spent five years with the Broncos before moving to the Jets for a $27 million, uh, three-year contract. For an old lineman, that is massive money. And he was ranked 20. Let me just let me just see the stats here. I just want to make sure I get it right for this. Uh 25th out of 38 uh centers in 2020. And you're paying that man that much money. I'm sorry. That is all hype, no substance for sure with the Jets. But guys, I leave myself at your mercy. That's my team. What do you think? Yeah, well, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, um, obviously is all hype. Um, we do have to remember Kyler Murray, though. That team was garbage in his first year, absolute garbage. So getting five wins out of that, I think, may have been uh, may have been a bit of a win in itself. And then the 8-8 eight and eight season, I mean, it's not great. It's not pretty. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't seem to be doing great there. So as you said there with that new coach, if if there is a new coach, then maybe he does step better. But I, I'm in agreement. I think uh, he is an all-hype person at this point. Um, I'll move on then to Le'Veon Bell. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. When, uh, when he signed with the Jets, I, I said to Leanne, who is a Jets fan, I said, oh, look, that's pretty good. Like, he's probably one of the better running backs in the league. Oh, lo and behold, he was one of the worst running backs in the league. Now, you could blame some of that on the Jets, as you said. But, yeah, not pretty. Um, Marquise Brown, again. He's, you're hitting the nail on the head in terms of all hype offense. This dude uh, has all the talent, but uh, doesn't seem to be getting any of the stats for it. Like, well, he's getting some stats, but not not as stats as he should be getting. But yeah, running quarterback and all that stuff. Jazz. I hope he gets good at uh, blocking because that's probably what he's going to be doing for the foreseeable. Um, Tyler Croft. I'll uh, I'll admit I don't know a whole whole lot about him, but uh, I'll take your word on on getting cut and get a contract like that. Is it? It's not a good sign. Um, and Connor McGovern. That whole Jets line, as you'll see in mine, I I, I also picked the Jets player, but uh, that Jets line was not pretty at, at all. Yeah, I think McGovern, Croft, Bell, I'm fairly unanimously in agreement, mostly due to the outrageous contracts they all had, and Bell's year out is the ultimate self-hype to then completely flop afterwards, like, yeah, I can take a year out of the NFL, just pop back in. Kyler Murray, I don't know if it's just being a Washington fan and seeing him torch us last year that I feel a bit like, hey, no, he's not that bad. Uh, I agree with Jake. The first year was a terrible offense. Last year, 8-8 eight and eight wasn't optimal, but I don't think it was terrible given the, uh, the records that myself and Jake's team had. We can't really talk too much trash about 8-8. Eight and eight. Let's, let's also remind everybody that they did play both uh, the football team and the Giants last season. So yeah. that in itself yeah. an achievement beating those. Now, I will happily sign off on him going to the all-hype offense if this year, given the weapons that he has, and now teams know how to play him. So now you got to prove that you're more than just a gimmick and that you actually have some hype. I have I have sympathy with Marquise Brown as well. I think you're right. It's not a, it's not a pass-driven offense. But I actually do think 15 touchdowns in two years is enough to put him not all hype, maybe overhype, but not all hype. I think that's quite a good return. I'd like that, even if it is a flash uh, flash plays. 
you need someone who's gonna who's gonna hit you with flash plays every so often. Something the Washington football team hasn't had for a few years. So that's my analysis. But yeah, so I three fifths of it, I'm a hundred percent on board. Okay, well, like that's the thing. The door's not closed on these guys uh, all together. You know, there is there is ways to to get yourself out of the all hype team and maybe go for a Pro Bowl in the Bell, future. Bell but... might be going in the all hype Hall of Fame. Yeah, like he's up there with JJ Ortega Whiteside, I think for only, sure. Only for he was so dangerous in in the Steelers organization, that might be the only thing that saves him. Well, that's it, and it just shows like um, never you never know how good you have it until you leave. You know, he had it so good there in Pittsburgh. All he had to do was sign the contract, and I'm sure now I'm sure he wouldn't have had the type of drop off he has had if he just stayed in Pittsburgh. And I'm sure that's something he's going to regret when he does eventually retire too. I, I feel like he won't be regretting it too much when he's counting all that money there. <laughs> possibly not possibly not but i'd like to think maybe he's a play he is also a player that likes the accolades too and maybe he could have helped the team push for maybe another super bowl appearance or at least another afc championship along along the way but that, that's my team we'll uh we'll have a look now at jake's well the, the best slash worst is left till last jake so here's your team uh take us through it okay so uh, I feel like I should be a bit rushed now there because you said that we're running low on time. So let's oh, that was just, just me because I was uh, talking. That's all. <laughs> okay, right. Let me start you off here with uh, Will Ferrell. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he reminds me so much of Will Ferrell. <laughs> the dude has uh, has elbow surgery in 2019. Obviously, uh, hopefully he recovers well. And it certainly looked like it was going to be that way. Uh, the first four games, he threw, I think, 10 touchdowns, one interception. Fantastic start, absolutely. I think Fionn was on the train of that this train is going to derail. And at some point, it did derail. The, the 11 games after that was uh, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions, still going pretty well for for will ferrell and then the last i think it was five games eight touchdowns six interceptions that is when the train absolutely fell off the track and imploded i think me and fion uh, i think we disagreed on that i think i said i can't remember but um yeah he was all hype for me he started out maybe it wasn't the hype that you guys are talking about but he started out 2020 with a bang that start of the season is, is fantastic and then just dropped off a cliff um i'll move then into james connor I really liked this guy a couple of years ago. I thought he was going to be like the next big running back. He played extremely well when Le'Veon Bell left that team. And then, I don't know, just dropped off, dropped off. Um, he got, let's see, I have very little faith in him. Uh, what did he get last season? He was 20th in rushing yards, 19th in TDs, and 33rd in yards per carry. It's just not good for, for James Conner. Um, but maybe he can bounce back. Uh, if he gets traded, maybe to a different team. Yeah, maybe he does a bit better or something. He's with the oh, he's with the Cardinals card. now. No, sorry, that's what I meant. I had it written down. I had it written down wrong, in fact. <laughs> um, so trade to the Cardinals. I mean, maybe the new uh, new change of scenery will will do him a bit better. Um, I'm gonna leave my favorite to last because uh, I, I, we got because I think Fionn's probably gonna have a few things to say about this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, in Keel Harry, uh, I think we all. Uh, seen his downfall and all this news that came out recently that he wanted to be traded away from the Patriots and who can blame him really that team has just imploded since Brady left but he was drafted quite was it 32nd overall in the first round 
Uh, I think everybody had a lot of faith in him, but a lot of people said that the Patriots can't develop wide receivers, and that turned out to be extremely true. Yeah, uh, I think last season he was 101st in receiving yards. No, that doesn't sound right. 100? I don't know. Must take that Maybe down. he only had 101 receiving yards. Is that what it is? <laughs> that <sounds about> right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a healthy scratch in a few games, I remember, and he had certainly got a few issues with Cam. Um that couldn't get on that same page, wasn't looking good for them. So uh, I think he, he was drafted ahead of AJ Brown. So that kind of really tells you all it was like, if you, if you can be AJ Brown or you can be in kill Harry, you're going to be AJ Brown. Um, and then like Dara, I went with Greg Van Rotten. I think it's probably pronounced Van Rotten, but I like Van Rotten a little bit better. Um, <laughs> he, he allowed three sacks, which is 19th in the league last season. Uh, you can kind of blame probably a, a large part of that to Adam Gase, as we said already, that the whole team was garbage and Adam Gase was garbage. So um, maybe that's part of what it was. He did go out after 12 games with a dislocated toe, I think. And uh, so hopefully he comes back. Maybe I, I have a little bit of hope that that Jets O-line is going to be a little bit better with a new coach and all this kind of jazz. So I hold out a little bit of hope on that one. Um, and then my favorite, I'll probably get a little flack from half of the Giants fan base now, is uh, Evan Butterfingers Engram. My God, this dude has so much potential. He's got all that speed, but he can't do one very important thing that I would say a tight end needs to do. is uh, Two things. He can't block and he can't catch a, a ball. He uh, He's contributed to six interceptions for Daniel Jones. They get attributed to Daniel Jones, but if you watch any of them games, it hits, hits Evan Engram in the hands, slides right into a defender's hands. He just can't keep a hold of the ball. He has what he has six interceptions last season and one fumble. A tight end getting a fumble is a whole, it's a weird one. I, I don't get it myself. Um, he got he has some good stats though. Eight in yards total is pretty good. Thirty fourth in TDs with one in twenty twenty. That's terrible. Like how how is that even possible? Um, I just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fiona, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, I think I'll save. Uh... Save my dessert for last. So I'll go through the same order uh, as Jake did it. Ben Roethlisberger, I actually agree with you. The first time I saw it, when you popped it up on screen, I was like, hmm, was that overhype? I mean, again, maybe a, similar to my uh, to my Jimmy Graham. He's kind of old. He's He's been there. He's been good in the past. He's won Super Bowls. But you're right. When I think back, and he, he was out injured, and he was him and Han, like, am I going to come back? And then he was like, yeah, I'm coming back for the boys. And he shaved his beard the first time he threw the ball and all this stuff. And it's going to be amazing. And then, yeah, he did. He did. And as soon as the wheels came off, he proved that it was the rest of the team carrying him and that he was doing nothing to support the run they were on. Uh, so that's very disappointing. James Conner, again, I kind of agree with you. I feel sorry for him. The man beat cancer. It's hard to be overhyped after beating cancer but uh yeah definitely given his first two years i think you've nailed it there kind of the definition of hype coming in with good years and then all of a sudden it, it bounces and it leaves you uh so yeah i think i agree with you there van roten the jets are a terrible team both new york teams well actually there's only one new york team both new jersey teams are absolutely horrendous uh offensive line wise in the last couple of seasons so not surprised to see his name up there. Nikhil Harry, again, you nailed it. He was was he in the same draft as McLaurin and, and Metcalf as well? Or yep. is he one? Yep. But that's again two more he's names. A, he's a first rounder. 
He's a first rounder, picked only a few picks ahead of JJ Ortega Whiteside. Neither of them did anything. I think to give him some small credit, did when he came out, he was this massive guy that was nearly tight end size and kind of everyone agreed you were picking him on his potential, not necessarily what he showed, but he he has not built on that potential in any way. Doesn't help that Cam Newton couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun. You said not on the same page. You need a whiteboard to get on the same page as Cam Newton. He's not an accurate guy, but he did not help out and kill Harry whatsoever. And finally, Evan Ingram again. It's exactly like James Conner. He was so good when he originally came in. He didn't have any of these problems, if memory serves me right. And then all of a sudden, someone wiped butter all over the ball or something. The man can't catch it. I don't know who his glove sponsor is, but he needs to change. He needs to go to Nike or Jordan or someone. I don't know who he's with, but yeah, Evan Ingram. Not good, not good. Let me remind you that last season he was a Pro Bowl tight end. So yeah, that's even more disrespectful. It is pretty. Was, he was a he. Let's be fair. He was a questionable Pro Bowl tight end. Yeah, put yeah. Jimmy Graham in there. Like his numbers must have been yeah. way better than Evan Ingram's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, look, I agree with a lot of points you guys are making so far, and the only thing with, with Big Ben is like the guy's thirty nine. You know, um, I think that like age has got to be a thing. He's not a guy like this is a more mobile uh, quarterback league, and he was never mobile in the first place. And you know, this is a whole thing where now we're hearing that this season he's the trimmest he's ever been. He's the you know the best looking he's ever been and it's stuff like. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, it's yeah, it's the off season. And then first of all, it's like, why does it take you to be in the fortieth year of your life to take it then seriously? You know, like what's the, what is the point of that? You're just doing this as a ah, look, lads. I might as well do it for one year, and then I can go and just you know sit on my arse and then just get get fat again or something. You know, I can test for that because I've been doing it for thirty years, and it does feel great, Ben. But you know, just they, well, you know, he, I've never he played also, to be a professional athlete. He also found Jesus, so even Jesus hyped him up last season and did not stay around to see the end of the season. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Do you think he's not the image of Will Ferrell? Like he is absolutely epitome. I think if you told me, if you told me now, jokes on you guys. I've actually photoshopped Will Ferrell's face there. <laughs> I would believe you. <laughs> you know what? I would too. Just to prove no one could tell the difference. Yeah, you that know what? Good, yeah. I would too. I would too. Look, Which is rough for Big Ben because. He's like 60 or something now at this point. So that's a bit I rough. was going to say, I was going to say that's a little rough on Will Farrell. You know, Will Farrell <laughs> looks after himself. Uh, but look, let's move on to J- very quickly to James Conner. Yeah, I agree with you guys. You know, I think I find James Conner, I watched a few games from last night. He's a very one dimensional running back. You know, he'll just try If you tell him that hole to run through, he will run, try and run through it, but he won't. He's like he, he's like he runs with his head down. Um, it's like go that direction, and he'll go that direction. He doesn't look and sort of see. Okay, so there's no gap there, so I'm going to try and evade. If there's no gap, he's just going to run into defenders and take the tackle. Um, you know, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, man, this this is a clear one too. You know, this that draft with such great wide receivers, and he goes in the first round and. 
what happens like you know it's just it's absolutely awful and now he wants to trade and now he won't even like he won't say it quietly so the so the Patriots could get something out of it he has to go public and he has to basically diminish his trade value to nothing so much so that I think the Patriots will end up cutting him they won't even get anything back for him and then he'll go and be you know, a third, fourth, fifth choice wide receiver in another team where we'll probably say, remember that guy, Nikhil Harry? You know, um, that, that I think that's what happened to him. Yeah, Jets, Jets O-line is, is absolutely terrible and it shows. Two of the three choices in our all-hype offense have been Jets O-linemen. No more need to be said. Evan Ingram is such a weird thing. Evan Ingram, if you watch highlights of like great catches in the NFL, you'd see at least two catches from Evan Ingram. He makes these spectacular catches, but if it's like a, a you know, a, a five and in simple catch, he'll just drop them. He cannot make the simple not, ones to help move the chains. He, drop it, Sarah. he will pop it into the air like he's doing a defensive pop in the air drill so the <laughs> defense can practice catching it so they can score a touchdown on him. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that drill, too. we call a trade. Tip drill. Jake plays offense for anyone not familiar with the Pirates. Yeah, I'm a running the ball into you type player, not a catching the ball in interception type. Yeah, so and look, and I think obviously the the Giants are having their have decided that he's not going to be the guy with the signing of uh, who's it? Kevin Rudolph, didn't they get in? Uh, this off season, Kyle oh, Rudolph. Yeah. Joe Judge yeah. loves Evan Ingram, so who knows what's going on? Maybe he's just I'm sure. I'm sure Ingram I, I is hope, great crack to be around. You I hope know? that he stays on the Giants and turns it all around because I've assigned Evan, Evan Ingram jersey and that will become useless if he goes to another team. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, he'd be grand if he's like a, like in a tight end committee. I think that would be grand. Um, maybe it won't be because concentration seems to be an issue for him. So maybe only coming in for a move couple of days to, might not help. Move him to giant slot receiver and make him make those one-handed concussions. He well, he it. he was the guy for a while that was doing all those um, uh, what is it the jet zone jets uh, sweep runs, jet sweep, for, like, yeah. jet sweep runs for the for the Giants for a while, you know. So he's got a bit of pace about him, you he's know. Really we've fast. seen, he's you know, really I he but could make a all... serviceable fullback. But no, he's too small for a fullback. On <laughs> one of those jet sweeps, Dara, he did not catch the ball, which turned out to be a fumble recovered by the other team. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was <laughs> shocking. Terrible. I'll tell you, blocking fullback is in his future. I can see he it. He can't even block, Dara. Well, look, what put on the pounds. Get, he get, he can get Big Ben's nutritionist or something, then he can start packing on the pounds. Just fast. <laughs> You know, we'll see. But look, listen, that's uh, that is a Jake's team. Uh so I think I think we've had some good choices there for sure. I like our choices. I think there's some questionable, there's some good ones. You know, we'll see what happens. And um, maybe next week, possibly the week after, we might well do a all hype defense, um, which would be fun. Maybe we'll add in a coach in there, <coughs> John Gruden. But uh we'll see in the future. But that's actually all the time we have for this week before we go guys if you haven't already and you're watching us on youtube please like the video and subscribe to us on youtube where you'll find our show each and every time we have a new one and you'll find uh, show clips there too and you'll be able to watch all of our previous episodes 
as well. If you are on Twitter, make sure you are following us on Twitter. Like I said, we recently passed a thousand followers. Thank you so much for that once more. But let's keep going. Let's get to two thousand. Um, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at UndercenterPod. We're also on Instagram at UndercenterPod. And if you actually follow, want to follow us on Facebook, you can too. Facebook.com forward slash UndercenterPod. Uh, lads, that's, uh, thank you so much as always for coming on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll, back. we'll see what listeners think and whose whose team is the is the best all hype team. Yeah, if you have any disagreements or you want to um, think that we missed a name that we should add in there, obviously get us on any of the social channels and let us know below. And we'll have, a, what we say, a spirited debate, we'll call it, a spirited debate, um, where we will um, make our arguments for or against your picks. But like I said, that is all the time we have for. We'll be back again next week with another show. But until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon.